You are listening to episode two of the TJ Tells It podcast. Today, I'm telling you how I define a fitness journey. Welcome to the TJ Tells It podcast. I'm your host, TJ, and this is your straight talk guide to the fitness lifestyle by a non-traditional fitness junkie. Have you ever said, I could never run, lift weights, take a spin class, complete a 5K, or even that marathon? If you ever said, I'm not the fitness type, are you afraid to go to the gym because you don't know where to start or what to do? Or are you just looking for a little motivation to get out the door? If I just described you, then this is the podcast for you. You will hear about starting a health and fitness lifestyle, tips and tricks to staying on track and motivated. You'll learn the ins and outs of becoming a healthier you. You will also get to meet some of my favorite fitness junkies around and more. Lace up your shoes and let's get this journey started. Welcome to the TJ Tells It podcast. If this is your very first episode, welcome, welcome. And know that there is one other episode in the archives to give you a little bit about how I got started on a fitness journey and then what you're gonna hear on the podcast. For those of you who are returning, thanks for coming back. I find that a fitness journey is something that is very personal to people, but also has some commonalities in it. And I like to define a fitness journey as any that you are doing that is health and fitness related to make you a better person. That could be working on your self-confidence. It could be going to that fitness class or it could be signing up for a race, doing a training plan and completing it. It's also nutrition. So you have to think about what am I gonna use to fuel this new workout class? What am I gonna do to just make it through the day? But it's also those bumps in the road where you're confronted with the dozen cupcakes or the donut in the break room and what kind of decision do you make about that? Do you eat the cupcake? Do you eat the donut? And there's no right or wrong answer to it. You just have to know that it doesn't make you put your fitness journey on pause because you may have made a bad nutrition decision one day or you may have just made a decision about what you wanted to eat whether you decide it's good or bad or not. So let's delve into this a little bit deeper. Let's start with the physical aspect of the fitness journey because that's what everybody thinks of when you think of a fitness journey. You think of, oh, I signed up for a 5k or I've started regularly going to the gym or I'm even just thinking about getting into the gym and figuring out what does that weird looking machine that has the arms that go left and right at the same time, how is that even possible? What is that? What am I doing? And I say day one of your fitness journey is when you start preparing to do that new thing, whether it be a new fitness class, sign up for a race, or just talking and asking somebody who you see doing the lifestyle that you want as yours. So people ask me all the time, like, how do you do it? What is it that draws you? Well, episode one, I told you about how I need to combat fatigue. It is still a everyday battle of trying to get out of the bed and keep moving. And as long as I am physically active, the fatigue is not nearly as bad. You would think that that would mean you get to get more sleep because who doesn't love a good nap? In a doctor ordered nap? Yes, please sign me up. I'm in. But that's not how it works. And so instead you sign up for a fitness class or you do um, some belly breathing. That is 
actually how I got started. While I was in treatment, I went to physical therapy. I'm like physical therapy for fatigue. There's nothing necessarily that's hurting. Well, there were definitely things that were hurting because chemo is not fun. And then they make you rebuild your <laughs> blood cells. So for you Harry Potter fans out there, think about when he broke his arm and they did the spell and he was in the nurse's office to rebuild his arm. Yeah, try that all over your body. Eh, not necessarily pleasant, but it worked. And I'm here to tell you about how I'm combating the fatigue that was left over. So back to uh, physical therapy for fatigue. What does that look like? Literally started with me lying on my back and the physical therapist teaching me how to what he called belly breathe. So you learn to belly breathe. So you take a huge deep breath in and you know you're doing it right when your belly expands with the inhale and then it collapses with the exhale. And my homework was to do that every night before I went to bed. And I did it because hell, I can breathe and I'm laying in the bed anyway, so why not? So I did the belly breathing. And to this day, when I start feeling anxious or I'm overly tired or I just need to recenter myself, I go back to the belly breathing. If I am really fatigued, I go back to the belly breathing because it works. Well, in the visits that followed, we progressed from belly breathing to exercises and they're just general exercises. We did some leg exercises. We did some core exercises. We did arm exercises, just general things that are basically like a workout class. But in my head, I hadn't put it all together that that's what that was because I was just trying to make it through treatment. And we were just trying to make it so that I didn't have to go to the hospital and stay there and that I could stay home and uh, recover at home because they say home is the best place to be, right? So that's what I did. Now, once the treatment was finished, I still had the leftover fatigue and I go to the doctor after I've started a new job and I'm working and he says, now it's time to really ramp up working out. And so that's what I did. I won't rehash it all. If you want to hear about it, listen to episode one, but let's talk about what the fitness portion of my journey is currently. So currently I am still doing gym classes. <laughs> I recently just did a contest at my gym and it was called Fit Olympics. There was an instant pot on the line. So I was all about it because I love kitchen gadgets. You will learn when I do an episode on meal prep and uh, episodes on nutrition that I uh, love, love, love to cook and I love a good kitchen gadget. So back to Fit Olympics. I hadn't done any of the fitness classes at the gym that I currently am a member of at work because the times were off and I just wasn't making time for it because I had other fitness activities that I was making time for. But when there's an instant pot on the line and showing up is what gets you credit, I could do that. I can show up. Showing up is my superpower. I'm consistent and committed. And so I tried a bunch of different fitness classes and I found a few that I actually like and I'm, I'm adding into my routine. So they will be options for me. So I do workout classes and some of them are weights and cardio mixed together. I do Pilates, which I have discovered is um, great for stretching my back out after runs and but still gives me a good core workout.
workout. I have done Pilates classes, but I've been doing them on a reformer. And let me tell you in a mat class, I miss the reformer. So for those of you who may be super new to uh, working out or just never done Pilates before, a reformer is a machine that helps you um, do the movements and supports you. And it's sort of like a pulley cable system. And I'm sure there's probably Pilates instructor out there who is shaking their head, but that's the best way I can describe it. I sort of liken it to, um, if you've ever seen those uh, infomercials that are for the total body gym that um, that martial arts guy, but um, does and you have the cables and pulleys and you can move your arms to the left and the right and your legs back and forth and you push and you slide back and forth. That is what a reformer is like. And so you get some support and those are the types of Pilates classes I've been doing, but my gym doesn't have reformers and we do mat classes. And let me tell you, a mat class is, whew, it kicks my butt sometimes. Um, but it's one of those things that I'm going to keep in my routine because I really liked it. And you need a strong core to run. So that's the other major portion of my fitness portion of my health and fitness journey. I run. I have done everything from a one mile race to a full marathon and well, several of each of those things, but I have experience in various different distances, but I also do field events too. So last summer, coach comes to me and she goes, how old are you? And I'm like, I am 33. No, wait, mm -mm. why do you wanna know how old I am? Because I know how these trick questions work. And she's like, oh, well, there's this master's track meet in Baton Rouge and we want you to go if you are old enough. You're old enough, I know you are. We just had your birthday and I'm like, okay, fine, <laughs> sure. She's like, you said you wanted to be out of your comfort zone. And I was like, that is very out of my comfort zone, but I got medals for it. <laughs> and in all honesty, it was the most fun I had had in years. We went, there was no pressure. Everybody was amazingly nice and and I got medals. Did I say that already? I do love my bling, but I experienced things I'd never done before. I, I did javelin and did shot put, which I did have a little bit of experience with shot put, but javelin was brand spanking new. Learned discus in the rain, because of course we showed up to our events and we were like, mm, we may or may not have never done this before, but it was a master's track meet and master's track meets are like nothing you have ever experienced. If you've ever been in the world of super competitive sports, it is like the opposite of that while still being competitive because there's points in scoring and you do get medals or ribbons for placing in different things, but everybody is there and they just want everybody to have fun. So people are helping other people out, whether you're on their team or not, and whether you improving could take away points from their team. They just don't care. And it is an amazing, amazing feeling. So I got all off track, but let's get back to what I'm doing as part of my fitness journey. I run and right now I'm in a speed building year, year and a half where I am doing shorter distances so that I can get faster because my ultimate goal is to do a charity bib for the Boston Marathon but I have to get faster. I also have to lose weight and I'm on this weight loss journey. I'm not the smallest person in the room and or the smallest person at a race and I finish at the back, but I wanna improve my time so that I can raise money for charity, but also get the experience of doing the Boston Marathon. Cause let's be real, until I'm like 80 or 90, I ain't qualifying. <laughs> it ain't happening. Well, okay, so <laughs> we should say it's never, we shouldn't say that something's never going to happen, but unless I become independent 
independently wealthy and can quit my job and hire a personal chef, a personal trainer, a personal run coach, and only have to work out and run and sleep and have someone feed me, I'm gonna say I am less likely to qualify for the Boston Marathon anytime in the next, oh, 30 to 50 years. Let's just be real about it. I understand that and I'm okay with it because there are other ways to get other opportunities. And I will definitely, definitely tell y'all how I get to experience all these various different things that a not so small, not so fast person doesn't ordinarily get to experience. Um, But that's a later episode and whatnot. So running, when do I do that? Tuesdays and Fridays, I get up early and I arrive almost always late, but I arrive, I show up because showing up is my superpower. And I do whatever crazy workout that my coach Amy, who hopefully y'all get to meet sometime soon, makes up for me. Sometimes I really think that I ask, what's the workout today? And she goes, hmm. Do I want her to be able to walk later? Because yeah, Friday's workout. (laughs) I'm pretty sure that's what she came up with. But I did it and I survived. And amazingly so, I was very proud of myself that I didn't dial it in because I could have. There was my running buddies weren't there. One was out of town and one just didn't show up. But I gave it my all. I'm like, if I'm going to do this, let's do it. It's Friday. I knew on Saturday I was going to lift weights. Spoiler alert, I lift weights too. And I was going to do my long run on Sunday. I gave it my all (laughs) and it was hard, but I loved it. And I think that's why I keep coming back. I like a good challenge. I just mentioned that I lift weights. That's the only physically active thing that I ever did prior to starting this post-cancer health and fitness journey and actually enjoyed. You know, they make you take PE in school and I took a health slash weightlifting class instead of traditional PE in high school and I loved it. And somehow I got out of lifting weights. You know how life happens. And now I'm really starting back and trying to remind myself and learn new things about weightlifting and try and build some muscle, burn fat, so I can just become stronger in everything that I do. So I've started back lifting heavier weights and trying to put workouts together and be consistent with it. So Saturdays until in training for Peachtree with the Atlanta Track Club start, I go to my gym and do some kind of lifting workout. I did a leg workout on Saturday. It was it was great. I definitely enjoyed it. It was short but sweet. When I got up to run on Sunday, about a half mile in, my legs reminded me that I had done a leg workout, but that's to be expected when you're on a fitness journey. So what else do I do? If someone suggests a class and it's free and I can squeeze it into my schedule, I try it because you never know what you're going to like. So when you're deciding what your fitness journey is going to look like, don't rule anything out. You might not realize that there's this class out there that five of your friends may have hated, but you actually liked. Give different things to try. That's generally what my fitness journey looks like. Now the health portion of my health and fitness journey is based on two things. One is my mental health, but not in this grand sense of I need to do some kind of like specific targeted work in terms of having like depression or anxiety or anything like that. Never been diagnosed with any of that. I know though that anything I attempt, the mental is going to 
play a large portion in getting to the end. I like to say that, for instance, marathon training and, and doing a marathon, especially when it's gonna take you eight hours or more, which by the way, is longer than people spend working some days or most days, is going to be 85, 95% mental. If you can convince yourself to keep going, you can keep going. Yes, you're going to need to fuel along the way. And yes, you're going to need to have put the miles on your feet so you don't get injured or don't pull anything. But you could train perfectly. But if you aren't mentally ready or you don't believe that you can actually do it, you're less likely to be able to do it. It is not going to be as much fun as it could be. It's just going to be hard. I try and keep a positive mindset at all times. I am not going to tell you that I am perfect in the mental aspect, but I am not going to tell you that I'm perfect in always being positive, but that is my homing beacon, my center point. What good happened in this? If I have a disaster workout or a run I have to cut short or just don't make it, or do it the way that I envisioned before I post about it on Instagram or Facebook or Twitter, I compose a message that has the positives in it. Do I tell about the negatives? Yeah, I will tell you about how when I went to go do my 22 mile run, I had 12 miles left. And because it was a kind of a split run where there was a slight break where I got everything refueled and refilled my camelback and then my stomach went haywire. But I finished that 22 mile run. But when I wrote about it, I told you about how my stomach went nuts. But here's the thing. I'd done something I'd never done before. 22 miles. I had people who selflessly gave the rest of their Saturday to help me finish that 22 miles. And then we went and ate pizza because that is what you do, right? And it was, I could have just focused on how my stomach hurt and I had to use a gas station bathroom because, oh my God, that is like a step above having to use a porta potty in my world because mm, I am not team porta potty. Nope. That is part of my training. How can I make it through this without going to the bathroom? Because ill germs and there's no way to get your compression capris back in the same exact spot as they were prior to your bathroom trip when you sweat as much as I do and you still got a lot more miles to go and you don't want to have chafing or at least any more than you're already going to get just doing that long distance anyway. So, but if you focus on your positives, How did I enrich myself or even maybe other people around you? How did you help someone? Did you wave back at that little kid who thought it was exciting that you were moving? Did did you awe one of your friends because they're like, I could never do that. There's a positive. There's always a positive that comes out of any situation. And then sometimes you just have those days where it's just fantastically awesome and it's easy to do the positives and you can wow everybody with your super positive attitude and your great accomplishments for the day. 
that's one thing I would tell you when you're on this journey and working on your mental portion of it, your mental strength, because, and it takes work just like running miles or lifting weights or showing up to that fitness class. You have to consciously work on your mental game. Take this as your first mental training tip. Tip number one, before you post or talk about or even think about a past workout, make sure you have a positive statement to say about the workout, about the run, or about your day. And so I use that rule of thumb for all of my Facebook posts. If I'm going to post something that I perceive as negative, I always try and think of at least two positive things that come out of the negative and lead with one of the positives. Say, I completed 22 miles today. It wasn't perfect. It wasn't pretty. My stomach rebelled. (laughs) My fueling option wasn't the right thing, but I finished and I had great people around me. That's similar to what my post was after the first time I ran 22 miles because that was the truth of it. I'm not saying you need to sugarcoat anything and you need to be fake positive about it, but you're doing yourself a disservice if you can't figure out what the good was in the situation. So what's the second part of the health portion of my health and fitness journey? That'd be nutrition. Sadly, you cannot (laughs) outwork out a bad diet. I've been trying, let me tell you, because me and the food, I love it. I like to read about it. I like to watch TV shows about it. I like to cook it. I like to give it to other people. I like to eat it. I'm all about the food. But sadly, my genetics, sadly, my genetic makeup does not allow me to just eat whatever I want and be healthy. I have recently been on a quest to find the nutrition plan that I can work with, both in a physiological way. So what helps me have the best cholesterol levels and blood sugar levels and decrease the amount of fat that I have on my body, but also one that doesn't destroy my mental health. Like, do I dread eating every time I eat because I don't like what I'm eating? I love food enough and I've done enough research and I cook enough that with a little bit of effort, I can take a listing of, say, for instance, chicken, sweet potatoes, goat cheese, spinach, and salad dressing and have something more than a spinach salad with goat cheese and chicken on top with sweet potato cubes on the side. Instead, I make that into sweet potato noodles with spinach and goat cheese and I use a dressing as my sauce and put the chicken in there. And it's like having a hearty bowl of pasta, but it's sweet potato noodles and it's delicious. It's sort of like my current thing. It's sort of like a creamy pad thai and it's delicious. So things like that make me feel like I am winning in the nutrition portion of my health and fitness journey. We'll definitely delve more into all three aspects of the health and fitness journey as this podcast goes along. But I wanted to kind of give you all some 
things to think about when you are examining A, whether you're on a health and fitness journey or B, if you need to make some changes in the journey that you're on. Contemplate whether or not you're on a health and fitness journey. Do you make conscious decisions about your physical health, your mental health, your nutrition every day, once a week, at any point? I say if you do that, you're on a health and fitness journey. You may be paused at the moment because you know all the information and you're doing good for or moving forward on this journey because we shouldn't say good, bad. I think it's whether or not you're being successful in your forward movements because even things that look like you are failing based on mainstream society's idea of what a win and a fail is in a health and fitness journey, I still say you're moving forward because you're going to change what you're doing when you realize it's not working or you're ready to to just move forward in making positive strides and you'll be able to use that information that you've gathered during the pause, if you want to call it a pause, or just during the movements that weren't helping you reach your ultimate fitness and health goals, but you'll be able to see that A, it doesn't work. B, that you've discovered some new flavor profile maybe because you like that and you now need to make it so that it works inside of a healthy nutrition plan versus just eating the version that is maybe not so healthy. Maybe deep fried, maybe has a lot more, um, calories than you need for the day or something like that. So I say you use everything along the journey. But if you haven't even started, you've never even contemplated what you want in a health and fitness journey, start thinking about it now. Do you want to start with, I want to be positive every day about me and how I feel, but also being realistic. Don't just be like, I feel great when in reality it takes you forever to get out of the bed in the morning because you're not getting enough sleep. Or you want to say, I'm going to try and just drink more water in my life. Every day, I'm going to drink one more eight ounce glass of water than I had been before. You've started your journey at that point. And implementing it is going to be key. Now, it's not going to be perfect. You're not going to hit your water goal every day. Or you might, and that's great. But for instance, I have to drink uh, over 100 ounces of water every day. And sometimes it's a struggle. But I set alarms and things like that. I have other tips and tricks. You can, if you, if water is your current goal, I do have a couple of blog posts out there on tjtellsit.com about how to hit your water goals every day. Some, just some different tips and tricks that I actually use and hit my goals. And when I fall off the wagon of getting, hitting my water every day, it's because I stopped doing my own advice. So follow your own advice, I guess, is the, is the moral of that story. Or maybe you want to work on your mental health. So you want to work on being more positive. I challenge you to make one post a day on social media. If you're a social media person, or get a journal and write it down, or just even think about it. One positive thing that happened to you every day and do it for 21 days. They say 21 days to make a habit. I don't know if that's scientifically sound or not, but ever since I learned that, I use 21 days as my marker for creating a habit. And I just tell myself it's now a habit and it's worked. Sometimes it might be shorter, sometimes it might be longer, but pick a day range and say, it's going to become a habit then. Pick a day range, 
So start with 21 since that's a common thing. And it'll be one of the few times I tell you, oh, that's common, so you should do it because I'm definitely not a, oh, it's common, so I'm gonna do it. Mm -mm. Don't be on the bandwagon all the time because the bandwagon will lead you off the side of a cliff sometimes. But let's start with 21 days, pick a new habit, do it consistently. You will be amazed at yourself. Mark it off tell everybody because those are two things that will help you keep moving forward. Keep in mind that this is a one step at a time, always moving forward journey and you will too succeed on your health and fitness journey. I'm TJ and I'm telling you.